Rush into Old Navy today for this can't-miss one-day deal. 50% off all Old Navy active for the family. Get the workout wear you need at a huge 50% off one day only today. Hurry in or miss out at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 1020, select styles only, excludes in-store clearance. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is October 9th, 2017. My name is Philip Rossman-Reich. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com coming to you on the final week of the NBA preseason. The Magic have a couple of games due up at the start of the week, a back-to-back in San Antonio and Dal- or in Dallas and then San Antonio on Monday and Tuesday. And then they will finish out the preseason on Friday against the Cleveland Cavaliers. Expect to see LeBron James in that game. And then, of course, next week, next Wednesday to be specific, the Orlando Magic's 29th season of NBA basketball will begin. So a lot to get to, a lot to get excited about as we get through the preseason, but still a lot of work to do. And that's what a lot of this week's going to be focused on is the work that is left to do for the Orlando Magic. Today's show specifically... I'm going to talk a little bit about the Magic's transition play and how the team has been out in transition and and and, and how they really look uh, from a stylistic perspective. And, and I think there's been some very encouraging signs there. And then I'm going to talk a little bit about the defense and where the defense is at and, and what we can expect from the team on that end. Of course, we'll start with a recap of the game against the Miami Heat. But before we get going, I do want to remind everyone that if you have not already done so, subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Audioboom, Stitcher, TuneIn, all the fun places that you download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. It is a great way to get the podcast automatically in your inbox or your wherever you listen to um, if you don't already. I know some people maybe listen to this off of uh, articles on OrlandoMagicDaily.com or, or wherever. But if you have not done so, please subscribe to the podcast. And if you haven't done so yet, leave a review. Let people know what you think of the show. Five stars is preferred. Uh, and helps us climb the rankings and lets people know about us. If you are new to the show and the Magic are really not your team and you stumbled onto this for whatever reason, welcome. Hope you come back. Hope you subscribe. But if you're a fan of another team or you want to know a little bit more about, say, the Dallas Mavericks or the San Antonio Spurs, you can follow all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network. Just check out Locked On. Insert your favorite team name there. Every NBA team is covered. You can find that on iTunes, and mostly on Audioboom as well. So be sure to check that out if you have not already. It's a great way to stay in touch with every team in the NBA. Lots going on, of course, as we get closer and closer to the regular season. But let's start the Magic Talk today with a recap of Saturday's victory over the Miami Heat, a 93-90 win over the Miami Heat. That was uh, very interesting in a lot of ways. Um, We'll talk a little bit about the pace in a moment, but the Magic raced out to a really nice pace. Uh, you could tell they were playing this distinct, fun, fast-breaking style. They were getting stops. They were digging well. Even off of makes, they were running really, really well. And that, to me, is a good sign for the Magic. It's a sign that the, that the team has really taken to this new identity, especially the starters who played exceedingly well to start the game. The Magic had a 28-22 lead after one quarter. Pretty much every starter... Uh, was in the plus side of the plus minus uh, to begin the game. Uh, But overall, it was an interesting performance. Honestly, I would say Saturday was the first time all preseason that the Magic faced a little bit of adversity. Uh, And by that, I mean they, they played really well. They were making some mistakes, 
Uh, and then they kind of dug themselves a little bit of a hole. I mean, I think Monday, I think the game against the Grizzlies was obviously the first game, so it was kind of a little bit of a wash. Thursday against Dallas, Dallas kept a lot of their guys home. So Saturday was really the first time we got a good look at this team. And there's obviously some big weaknesses on this roster. There's still no go-to score. There's still no kind of alpha dog, I guess, if you want to call it that. And so there's going to be moments where the Magic get caught in the half court and they don't keep that pace up that they're going to get stuck and the, and the offense is going to bog down and they're not going to be able to, to generate points. And, and the key in those moments is finding a way to defend. And, and, and the Magic struggled a little bit with that in the second and third quarter specifically. They were able to get themselves back and got themselves back into the game before the starters came out. I think when the starters phased out officially middle of the third quarter, the Magic were maybe down one or two. Um, so... The Magic did a lot of really good things in this game uh, for, from the guys that you care about. Um, it's just really all about the pace, which which I'll talk about a little bit later. But I think I think Coach Frank Vogel summarized the game pretty well afterward when he was talking about how the Magic played. It was effective. I, I thought it was effective early. Um, one of the things I was talking about at a timeout was, you know, when they went on their run, you know, we can't let that impact our pace, which it clearly did. You know, we'd be we're taking the ball out of the net each time and, and walking it up, trying to call plays, and, and that's not what, what was working for us early. So, um, you know, it's it's a tough thing to sustain for four quarters, you know, in the ebb and flow of, of a game, but it's something that we're going to continue to emphasize. I'll talk a little bit more about the pace in, in a little bit on this show, but uh, Magic in this game, 17 fast break points. I think 10 of their first 18 points we're in transition, 10 of 11 on field goals in uh, on fast breaks, according to the NBA's stat page. Um, Orlando did some really, really nice things getting out in transition. Like like Vogel said, their problem was when they walked the ball up the floor. And obviously, you're not going to be able to play transition whole the whole game. But Orlando was most effective when they were able to get themselves going and, 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 and kind of catch the defense backpedaling a little bit, kind of catch them sleeping a little bit. And I think that's something that the Magic will be able to do early in the season, especially kind of catch teams napping a little bit or catch teams that aren't expecting it or don't have much tape on it. But uh, to say the least, Orlando has an ide- is establishing an identity, at least, uh, on the offensive end. And I think that's really, really important. And I think what's really important coming out of this game, now we're at the midpoint of the preseason, I think it's really important to say that the Magic uh, definitely have a way about them. They definitely have a style they're trying to play. This isn't like last year at all where the team was okay defensively. They, you could, there, were, there were some piecemeal um, lineups being implemented. The guys just weren't really together. There's definitely a different feel about this team, and, and, I, and I think everyone said after the game that they're much further along than they were last year. As for uh, as for this game, uh, you know, just uh, guys are starting to get themselves where they need to be, and, and I think the Magic are on track. You know, maybe the defense needs to be cleaned up a little bit more, and I'll, I'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, there are definitely some finer points that have to be tweaked and adjusted, but the Magic seem to be in a ver- on a very good track and a, in a very good place. As for this game, then, final stats, Aaron Gordon, 19 points, 9 for 14 shooting, 6 rebounds. He is starting to hit threes, which is really scary, and, and starting to hit kind of dribble pull-up shots. His confidence seems to be through the roof, uh, really still effective in transition. That's where the Magic need to use him, and, and you'll find ways to clean up points. It's, I'm not worried about Gordon scoring... Um, someone asked me uh, during during the game whether the Magic should try and get a Gordon more ISOs. Um, he may get there at some point this year, and I'm sure they'll run some ISOs for him. 
Uh, but I would avoid using him in pick and rolls uh, as, as the ball handler. I would honestly avoid using him in isolation sets without getting him a pin down or, or, or kind of a quick move. Um, the more he dribbles, the the bit more trouble he gets into still. But he'll find a way to score. He's going to find a way to get you 12, 15 points per game just in transition and offensive rebounds alone. So that's that's a really good sign from him. In addition, Terrence Ross, 11 points, got himself back on track shooting-wise. He's been... He's been solid all all preseason. He maybe gets a little lost defensively, I've noticed a few times. Trying to do the right thing, trying to double, trying to be there and help, but he'll lose his man a little bit. Uh, but overall, I mean, once we, we Ross is veteran. You know he's going to be able to shoot shots. Uh, and so once he got himself straight, he got himself straight. Jonathan Isaacs, 13 points, 4 for 8 shooting. Uh, five, 4 for 5 from the foul line, 5 rebounds. Really solid performance from him. Had really not, some really nice defensive plays throughout the game. Uh, blocked a blocked a shot uh, on Hassan Whiteside, so some a really good effort from the rookies. Looking more and more comfortable out there. He'll still make some rookie mistakes. There. He's caught out of position defensively a few times, especially against James Johnson, a bigger, stronger guy. But overall, have to be encouraged by what you're seeing from Isaac. Uh, Jonathan Simmons, 12 points for him, six for 14 shooting. As um, Vogel said, probably had the play of the night when he committed a turnover on one end, ran back down the other, and got the block to uh, start a fast break for the Magic. Uh, they didn't convert on it, but that's that's neither here nor there. Uh, but Simmons, the thing you like about Simmons, he's still not efficient as a scorer. He's probably still trying to do a little too much with that second unit, and I'm not 100% confident with him as the kind of lead ball handler on the second unit quite yet. But the one thing you can say about Simmons is you know he's on the floor. There's no doubt ever that he is on the floor. He makes an impact just by his presence, just by his energy, and that's a really good sign for the Magic. That's why they signed him. That's what they brought him in to do. So good to see him play with that kind of energy and that kind of spark. That's what the Magic need, absolutely. Um, final guy I want to talk about is Aaron Aflalo. He got 19-27 in the second half, scored 10 points, went on a personal 8-0 run to uh, give the Magic the lead, um, ended up being a key part to the Magic's 93-90 victory. Uh, the, the go-ahead bucket was actually Jonathan Isaac, hitting a shot that was goaltended by Bam Adebayo. Ken Birch made some nice defensive plays down the stretch to ensure the victory for the Magic. Uh, but Aaron Aflalo in the fourth quarter was absolutely what you expect from him. Uh, he was just solid. I mean, you know what you're going to get from Aaron Aflalo. I think, honestly, uh, Frank Vogel is playing Mario Azonia to see what he can get from Azonia, see where Azonia is at, knowing exactly what he'll get from Aaron Aflalo. And, and when Aflalo got put into the game on Saturday, he just delivered. It was just... Of course, that's what Aaron Aflalo does. And so I think that security blanket is going to be really, really key for the Magic uh, and something that they they see. And, you know, the final note on this game that I want to say before we dive into some of these these other issues about how the Magic are looking so far, the, the final note I want to say is wins are wins. Um, I think that uh, it's always good to win and always good to see the team gut out a win, even if it's not the starters getting it. Um, you, you see on the bench, guys are really pulling for each other at this early stage. I don't think we saw that last year. And um, it's really important to see the team experience some success, even if it is meaningless like this, because honestly, I think that you see not only the team experience success, but you see um, guys really, really bond and and really get get together. And and I think that's definitely one thing that this team has going for it so far. Um, What I'm just impressed with is our... uh our building of chemistry. That's what I'm impressed with because I know that's what it's going to take with this team. Um, it's not going to be so much what we do offensively and defensively. It's, it's our togetherness. Mm-hmm. So the more we love each other, the more we 
defend this home court, the more pride we have in trying to win at home, uh, you know, the better we'll be. And I don't see a lot of selfishness. I just see a lot of guys who, who want to take that next level for this team. That's Magic Guard Aaron Aflalo after Saturday's game. Uh, a 93-90 win for the Magic. The Orlando Magic are back in action Monday night in Dallas to take on the Dallas Mavericks. Um, that tip, that game will tip off at 8.30. Um, I do not know if it's on TV, so check League Pass. It's not on TV in Orlando as far as uh, uh, Fox Sports Florida, but check your uh, check League Pass. It, it, it might be on there. We might have to radio that one. Uh, but... It is worth noting that uh, Frank Vogel said that he is planning to rest some starters over the next two games. Magic play Monday in Dallas and then Tuesday in San Antonio. So uh, don't expect to see the full complement of players. It looks like the Magic are going to use Friday's game against the Cleveland Cavaliers as their quote-unquote dress rehearsal. Um, it looks like the Cavs may as well as LeBron is expected to play in that game. But um, definitely a chance here to maybe see Jonathan Simmons in the starting lineup. Uh See how a couple other combinations and a couple other player players look as far as things go as the Magic uh, head back, head to Texas for a quick back-to-back. And now, insurance-minded speeches from Geico. It's a common expression, don't look a gift horse in the mouth. However, what if the horse's mouth is filled with useful insurance tools? This is the exact case with the Geico app. Yes, the app is free and therefore a gift horse. However, look inside the app and behold. Emergency roadside assistance, digital ID cards, bill pay. Get the Geico app. Look it in the mouth. Get amazing services. Thank you. The big thing, the big takeaway, though, that I think we can all say now that that most of us have seen the Magic play through two home games and, and one road game in this preseason is that they do look very different. Uh, and, and and stylistically very different. It's not too dissimilar from how the Magic played to end last season. They're keeping that pace up. They're really pushing, pushing things. Um, but they're doing it in a much more noticeable way. And and not even noticeable, I guess. It's it's much much more. It's hard to say what the word is because because I, I I don't think the Magic played at the kind of breakneck pace they want. They 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 are playing right now. As we've talked to, to the coaches uh, and, and watched this team a little bit more and kind of gained some more information about how, who this Magic team is going to be, um, the coaches of, especially Frank Vogel, obviously, because he's who we talked to, but Frank Vogel has said, you know, we want to pick up the pace, obviously. We want to push the ball down the court. We want to get open threes. Um, you know, we want to use our athleticism and and get to, get to the basket. Now, you know, that's something he said last year, too, but... This year is very, very different. This year, they're putting the ball in Alfred Payton's hands, and he is just going. I mean, you you notice that Payton hasn't taken many shots this year, but his passing is up. He had nine assists. He had nine of Orlando's 17 assists in Saturday's game. There's definitely a concerted effort to push the pace. And, And honestly, the offensive strategy, it seems, is to kind of, is as Vogel puts it, to flow into their offense. It's not to run a set or run a secondary break set. Essentially, they want their offense to be all secondary breaks. A kind of controlled chaos, so to speak. And the first quarter on Saturday's game was really exactly how the Magic want to play. You saw the ball constantly moving. It did not stick. 
where a guy would hold it for a couple of seconds and wait for something to set up. It was just right into it. It was Peyton getting the ball off it, off the inbounds off a made basket and pushing it ahead to Terrence Ross on the wing and then immediately going into a play. Or swinging the ball around, or just it was just constant movement and motion. And you know, I'll admit that's the kind of offense I like to watch. It's you know, I've I've gotten in arguments with people who say, "Oh, the Warriors are boring to watch," or the Magic shouldn't try and play like the Warriors. I'm like, no, I, I wish the Magic could play like the Warriors. And it's not just because the personnel the Warriors have. The Warriors play one of the best offensive systems in the league. They run a very sophisticated offensive system. It's based a lot on player movement, cutting, playing off each other, and and that's. Not entirely what the Magic are using, but they, they're using elements of that. Now, obviously, they don't have Stephen Curry to, to break down defenses or Kevin Durant's and pick and rolls or or whatever. But a lot of the same principles exist. Basketball's not a hard game. And so the Magic have really relied heavily on transition. Like, like Vogel said in that clip that I played from earlier, the team really struggled once they got in the half court, once Miami was able to slow them down. And this is going to be the kind of push and pull we see all year long. In fact, I would even say it wasn't Miami that slowed them down. It was when the Magic put DJ uh, put Shelvin Mack in Saturday. That really slowed them down because Shelvin didn't play, and there's no knock on Shelvin. Shelvin Mack didn't play with the same speed and pace that Peyton played in. Now, when I say pace, don't confuse that with the pace you see on NBA.com and other stat sites. We're not talking about possessions per 48 minutes. We're literally talking about the speed at which you get into your offense. This is the, I, I love how Jazz coach Quinn Snyder de- defines pace much better than the way it's statistically defined. The Jazz have played at the slowest pace in the league for the last two or three years. But they play in constant motion. They're constantly moving, and they get into their sets quicker than most teams. They, they push the pace to get into their sets quicker. That doesn't mean they have more possessions. It just means they're getting into their stuff quicker. It's more useful for the Magic probably to track how quickly they initiate their offense rather than how many possessions they have. That's what we mean by pace. That's what I mean in this instance by pace. But undoubtedly, too, this is the identity the Magic want to take on offensively. With Alfred Payton, with Aaron Gordon, with Terrence Ross, guys who can just fly to the basket, Jonathan Isaac coming off the bench. Jonathan Simmons coming off the bench. These are guys that want to run. That want to cut, that want to slash to the rim and put pressure on the defense that way and finish above the rim. Then you had Nikola Vucevic trailing, Evan Fournier going to the corner. You know, you've got you've got some weapons. It's not complete, this team's not completely devoid of weapons. But we've all seen already, and we all kind of recognize so far that the Magic do have a deficiency in the half court. The Magic seem to know that too, to some extent. I mean, you can hear it kind of say, hear them kind of say, we know we can't play fast break basketball at all 48 minutes. That's it's not likely to happen. But what we can do is make sure our pace is up and make sure that we're, get, we're flowing into our offense naturally and getting into our stuff quickly. That's that's the identity the Magic want to take on. And really, the success or failure of every game, it's not necessarily fast break points. The Magic didn't have a lot of fast break points Thursday. It's the pace at which they play. It's are they playing 
with that energy, that up-tempo style that they tried out last year and really liked. That's who this team wants to be. And of course, preseason is when you develop that. And so we're seeing the Magic develop it pretty well. I would say that in each of the three games, the starting unit, that's Alfred Payton, Evan Fournier, Terrence Ross, Aaron Gordon, and Nikola Vucevic, have played really, really well. They've played this style really, really well. I would say Jonathan Isaac is getting more comfortable with each game and is really starting to figure out how he can fit into this offense. He's maybe still forcing a few things. He's probably still a little bit jumpy, a little bit nervous. But he's starting to find his fit. And Jonathan Simmons especially. Jonathan Simmons especially has done a really good job getting out in transition and pushing the pace. That's honestly where he is most effective. He's He found some trouble on Saturday especially trying to drive into the paint and trying to kind of dig his, you know, try and force, he's trying to force things in the half court. He's not someone that's going to break down players off the dribble unless they're in retreat. He is superb in transition. And that's why this is, that's why he said all summer, I think that this style will fit me better than the more structured half court style that San Antonio runs, although San Antonio does play at a very high pace as well. Throughout each game this season, if this gambit works, or if this style works, it's not a gambit. That's just, this is what they're banking on. If this works, the Magic will be successful when they play at that supercharged pace. That's going to be the measure of success this season, each game. When the Magic are playing well, even off of makes, They'll be pushing the ball up the floor and flowing into their offense. It will not stop. When they're struggling, that's when you'll see them kind of rely on pick and rolls. And that's where they're, you know, if this team has playoff dreams, executing in the half court is going to be where those dreams live or die. I said this on Twitter on Saturday. Um, I've definitely heard from some national writers, from, from national observers, uh, to watch Saturday's game. I don't know if this Magic team is better. I think it's better. I don't know how much better they are than they are than they were last year. I think they're fairly better. But I do know that this team is going to be much more entertaining to watch. There will be some moments of stagnation, of difficulties. This team is very much who we thought they were in a lot of ways. But they've also proven that they can be something else offensively. They got a lot of work still to do to clean some things up. Turnovers are going to be a problem. They got to make sure that that their chaos is controlled, not just going out there and doing it all by yourself. The ball's got to move. But the key to this team is transition play, is pace, is getting out before the defense gets set and catching the defense before they get set to create some mismatches. There is some opportunity here with this Magic team. There's no doubt about it. question is, how much do they take advantage of that opportunity? And of course, the other side of the coin to transition play is defense. 
And at this point of the preseason, you don't want to look at numbers. Uh, I've looked at the numbers. Frank Vogel jokingly said he's looked at some numbers. Um, you don't know how much to value preseason stats. Obviously, the Magic held the Heat to 90 points on Saturday. They've held uh, the, the Grizzlies, I think, scored, what, 98, 95? The Mavericks scored 89. Defense has not been a problem for the Magic this preseason. But, of course, you take all that with a grain of salt. Overall, I would say the Magic's defense has been okay. Um, I think that, that I mean, Fogel said that the team is where he thinks they need to be at defensively right now. Um, obviously, it's something they're paying very close attention to and something they're working on constantly. Uh, but I would say that the defense has been okay. Definitely a lot of work to do for the, for the team defensively. And, and and to get out in transition, to get, those, to get that pace up where the Magic want it, they're going to need to play much better defense than they're playing now, and, and they're going to need to continue to improve on the defensive end. I don't think this is going to be a team that absolutely shuts teams down. But the Magic are going to rely heavily on switching. They're going to switch a lot on screens. Uh, and it looks like they're going to overload the strong side a little bit. Um, but... Some of that might just be freelancing. Some of that it might be some other things. Like I said, Terrence Ross had a few instances on Saturday where he was kind of caught looking at the ball or caught trying to trap the ball instead of getting back to his man who was on the other side of the floor, and, and he got beat a few times on that. Um, I would say, again, I think I said this after last week's game in Memphis, the intention is good. The Magic are, are trying to do the right things. But they're still getting on the same page defensively. They're still getting the finer parts of the defensive system down. Uh, Jonathan Isaac said after the game, and I think Aaron Aflalo, uh echoed it. Team needs to continue to communicate a little bit better on the defensive end. Make sure they're make sure they're they're saying the right things, helping each other out. Um, and again, I think the other good thing is that that there is help. That that the team is scrambling and and trying to bottle bottle up the paint. That has led to some problems, though. Uh, uh, I think that uh, Vogel mentioned one of the big things that this team has to get better at is containing their own man uh, and stopping the initial point of attack. And there's been some struggles with that. The Magic have gotten beat at the initial wave. Uh, their, their second line of defense has done a good job. But, you know, we saw against Miami, that wave struggled a little bit, where they got beat off the first man. Everyone kind of collapses in the paint to stop the penetration, and they kick it out for a three. Miami made nine threes in the first half. They didn't make a single one in the second half. The Magic did make an adjustment and, and improved on that area. Their defense in the second half was much better than their defense in the first half. They gave up only 36 points in the second half. But, again, there are signs that the team is going to be okay defensively. But still a lot of work to do. And, of course, this is the key to everything the Magic are doing this year. It's hard to get out in transition if you're taking the ball out of the hoop. Even if you're trying to force pace. Like I said, the Magic are trying to catch the defense before they get set. That is how they think their best chance to score will come. And so that's a big thing that the Magic are working on on the defensive end. To get that initial stop. And Saturday, like I said, Saturday was the first time I think the Magic faced some real adversity. The coaching staff had to make an adjustment at halftime to guard the three-point line. The team had to get better on, on, on the glass. They had to do some things to, to tighten some screws, which is okay at this point of the year. Like I've said, throughout the preseason, 
for both preseasons that have done this show, you want to be better next game than you were the last game. So, obviously it won't be a full deck on, on Monday, but you want to see the Magic be better defensively on Monday than they were on Saturday. That's always the place to start. But the Magic clearly have some defensively talented players. I mean, Aaron Gordon is struggling a little bit defending the post, but he is a really good defensive player. Jonathan Simmons, he's a really good defensive player, and he's proving that. Um, Ken Birch has been all over the place defensively. the, The kid is just active as heck. He is getting after it. And when he comes in, he's instant energy. Uh, Bismack Biombo has been very much the same, kind of the same thing, just uh, just playing with a lot of energy on defense, at least getting 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 to everyone. So there's definitely some good signs from the Magic defensively, but there's still a lot of work to do, and it's absolutely critical the Magic tighten these things up. They need to be better on their man defensively. That's the first place it starts with. After that. Their rotations are are better. They're, they're, they're getting better. They're challenging shots well. They got they got a rebound still. But overall, the Magic have to be pretty pleased with their progress. And at least think they're they're taking steps closer to being ready for the regular season. But like I said, defense feeds the transition. The transition is the key to Magic success this year. Getting teams, getting to teams before their defense can get set and finding mismatches, because they can take advantage of a few with this roster. And that's, of course, what we'll be watching this final week of the preseason. Oh, thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. Sorry if my voice is a little bit off today. I am a little bit under the weather, but trying to soldier through. The Magic will take on the Dallas Mavericks on Monday at 8.30. Um, check League Pass. It's not on TV in Orlando, so um, it should be on League Pass if you get it. Uh, so be sure to check that out. Game is at 8.30. Uh, on League Pass, hopefully. If not, it'll be on 580 AM ESPN Orlando in Orlando. Check your local radio broadcast. uh, Check OrlandoMagic.com as well for your local radio broadcast affiliate. You can, of course, follow the podcast on Twitter at LockedOnMagic as well as like us on Facebook at LockedOnMagic. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast if you have not already on iTunes, Audioboom, Stitcher, TuneIn, all the fun places that you download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. And for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can, of course, uh, follow follow orlandomagicdaily.com on Twitter at omagicdaily. That's going to do it for me today. I'll be back tomorrow with a recap of Monday's game against the Dallas Mavericks. For Locked On Magic and Orlando Magic Daily, this has been Philip Rossenreich. I'll see you all again tomorrow on another episode of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.